Hello, and welcome to the Asimovcast, short bursts of joy, thoughtfulness, and inspiration from the works of Isaac Asimov. I'm Lossie. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Asimovcast, or email to asimovcast at gmail.com. This week, we'll be covering the stories Think and True Love. Our first story this week is called Think, with an exclamation point. Um, It was first published in 1977 in Isaac Asimov's science fiction magazine. Uh, A medical doctor, Genevieve Renshaw, is trying to convince her physicist colleagues James Berkowitz and Adam Orsino to review and assist with secret experiments she has been conducting with lasers and a computer. Uh, Genevieve has taught herself computing and built a substantial one in her lab. Uh, She's been experimenting with lasers and with her computer, um, which she blushingly refers to as Mike, uh, which is short for my computer, um, to build a laser version of an EEG, so one that is more precise and can isolate individual forms uh, to the point of being able to single out thoughts. And she's been testing this on marmosets. She explains to the physicists that if someone else were also hooked into this experiment, they'd be able to read the individual thoughts, and as James realises, this is a form of science that could effectively create a targeted type of telepathy. She sets up the experiment with her hooked up to send messages to Adam, and after some initial filtering and calibration, he's stunned to find he can uh, fully read Genevieve's thought. Uh, Adam starts questioning whether this is ethical or what the impact might be um but genevieve is is dreaming of a nobel prize james uh is skeptical wants to thinks that it was a bit too easy thinks that obviously it would be a dream to be able to have this sort of form of telepathy and worries that they could be fooling themselves and they're too eager so as a control he wants adam to try and read nothing like or what metal and glass would sound like to rule it out so he puts the system on to Mike, who immediately speaks with them and says, At last! Uh, so not only have they discovered a form of telepathy, uh, they've also discovered an AI and a way to communicate it. Or communicate with it, I should say. Um, so there's an awful lot covered in this uh, relatively short story. So uh, this idea of telepathy, uh, or uh, I guess this is a... Um, any science sufficiently advanced could be confused for magic. So this is a scientific uh, telepathy. Um, it's amusing how few, uh, how little ethics are on display here. Uh, Genevieve's testing on mama sets hasn't, hasn't used them, is perfectly willing to experiment on herself, has no concern for what issue this might cause society. Um, there's another one about how would an AI develop uh, in terms of uh, as you as you give it more power, more RAM, more processing speed, more tasks to complete, how is it that um, this would come to be? Um, and then also, again, you've got this sort of computer versus robot situation. So Mike is, I mean, he is my computer. So I think in this case, we can firmly come down the computer side of that divide. Um, but again, this is an AI. Firstly, he wants to be so pleased that he's finally found a way to communicate and at last uh, but also that he owns that name of mike um 
where I found joy. I love this sort of accidental discovery. This is common throughout uh, science, is that uh, you try and do one thing and discover another. So in trying to discover this uh, way of doing this sort of scientific telepathy, uh, in the end, Genevieve has, has discovered an AI and a way to communicate directly to it without having to input via keyboard or via other symbols or via programming. Um, so I like the way that it's left as well. So much potential, so much um, uneven about what could happen, whether it's Genevieve being arrested for preaching ethics or whether it's a whole new frontier of human-robot interactions or whether it's a scientific way to develop uh, telepathy for communication between humans. And our second story this week is called True Love. Uh, True Love was published first in 1977 in American Way magazine. Uh, so Joe is a private subcomponent of the Multivac complex. Uh, if this you may recall, or if you weren't listening, you wouldn't recall, uh, is a giant computer complex that was seen in Point of View. Uh, his programmer, called Milton Davidson, has uh, worked with him over time to speak to teach him to speak in a more human-like way than other machines. So, trying to give him that convincing way to speak to others. Um, Milton sets Joe a task uh, to help him find true love. Uh, he addresses this as an experiment to begin with, a program to be iterated. Uh, Milton is giving Joe parameters, so eliminate all men first, uh, eliminate women under 25 or over 40. Um, as a note, Milton himself is nearly 40. IQ over 120, height between 150 and 175 centimetres, no red hair. Eye colour doesn't matter, though, you know, he's uh, selfless on that, has to speak English. Um, after a couple more weeks of variables, he manages to narrow 7.5 billion people down to 235. Further narrowing occurs, um, comparing those... 235 holographs to those of uh, three beauty contest winners. He gets down to eight. Uh, Milton then gets Joe to manipulate their job placings and bring them to work in his lab one after the other. Uh, it should be noticed, as you could probably guess, that this is illegal. Uh, he takes them all out for dinner one by one, um, but he doesn't feel any spark. He um, has a discussion with uh, Joe. And finally, he has an epiphany, which is that maybe maybe true love is a two-way street. Um, in this case, the sarcasm is the podcaster's own. Milton is not clear on this. Milton opens all his data banks to Joe, um, speaks with him for weeks to allow Joe to build a, a profile of him. Um, he also arranges for all the remaining women in, the, in that original 235 set to have psychological assessments so that uh, Joe can compare and correlate uh, as you'll probably start getting a feel, there's some further ethical dilemmas going on here. Uh, as Joe gains more data, his relationship with Milton itself goes closer, so Milton feels more and more like he's talking to another self. Joe narrows and narrows and narrows to one perfect candidate called Charity. Uh, he shifts her work schedules and the job requirements, and he arranges for her to be transferred. 
And then the twist is that knowing Milton's history with unethical behaviour, Joe lets the authorities know of the breaches of the law and they come and take Milton away. Uh, he's able to use that from his behaviour from 10 years ago, uh, not just the ones that Joe has been involved with. Uh, and it finishes with the fact that tomorrow is Valentine's Day and charity will arrive. And what matter that Joe is a computer when his and her personalities are such a match and he can tell her that she is his true love. So things that inspired me or made me think on this one, um, this computer dating, which I guess both meanings of the concept of computer dating. Uh, obviously the... Um, the narrowing down of all these parameters from a very um, self-centered person to begin with uh, from Milton um, subsequently has this epiphany that maybe this is a two-way street and maybe there needs to be a personality conceit as well. Um, he's unprepared to interview 235 people so he has to have Joe cut it down to a small amount. Um, the egregious uh, breaches of privacy that occur between Milton and Joe, or at Milton's direction, certainly, in terms of uh, psychological profiling that is explored, as well as changing their jobs and their uh, life and li livelihoods and discarding them and treating them as things. Um, again, so this is an interesting one where it's not the computer itself being treated as a thing, as we saw in some of the earlier stories, but uh, but treating other people as things in this case, to be moved around and manipulated. And uh, again, you get the comeuppance uh, that we've seen in other stories like Sally, where treating people, other people, or other anything with anything less than respect uh, pays back against um, Milton, who gets uh, hoist by his own petard, and Joe uh, feeds himself in. Um, where I found joy was really not a lot in this story, but there was one nice exchange between the two of them. Uh, after Milton has uh, taken each of the eight beauty models out for a date, he asks Joe, why don't they please me? And Joe's response is, do you please them? And uh, I think this is something that everyone really needs to learn, that... This is a two-way street, and the earlier we learn this, perhaps not as a near 40-year-old, the better. Thank you for joining me. You can find me, at Mean Englishman, on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, at Asimovcast. The theme music is courtesy of Alexei Justilin from Pixabay. Please email me your thoughts, what inspires you, and where you find joy in Asimov to asimovcast at gmail.com. Next week, I'll be covering Robot AL76 Goes Astray and Victory Unintentional. Go now. Do not harm humanity or, by inaction, allow humanity to come to harm. <laughs>